inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. It is time right now for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today is brought to you by The Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Polly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington. One call does it all. Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By Menards, family-owned True Value Store, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Klosses Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, house plants, potting supplies, and more in Waitsfield. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber. Vermont's largest independent home setter. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. By PNR Lumber, Route 15 in Wolcott, a family milled lumber mill, family milled lumber for all your special projects. Check out PNR Lumber on Facebook. And by Guy's Farm and Yard with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, Guy's can feed it. Guy'sFarmandYard.com online. And Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. Listen to In the Garden anytime. You can go to WDEVradio.com to access the In the Garden podcast sponsored by Dandelion Acres in Bethel, where you can find an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes. DandelionAcres.com. And right now, here is the author of Year-Round Indoor Salad Garden, published by Chelsea Green, the one, the only, Peter Burke. <laughs> Listen to that applause. And thank goodness the only. <laughs> well, um, what a beautiful day out there it is. It is uh, a perfect day. A perfect day, and uh, we're up to you know 14 hours of sunlight, and you know it's uh, it's pretty wonderful all in all. And uh, on the way over from Montpelier, I stopped at the Grow Compost, and I was glad to see that uh, Casella has reopened that. It's quite the uh, compost uh, making operation. And uh, it's uh, got some beautiful-looking compost. And it's one of the, uh, you know, the, the uh, three basic uh, parts of perfect soil, compost, vermiculite, and peat moss. And it's a very important uh, soil medium and uh, growing medium, I mean. And uh, the, uh, the one of the misnomers about compost is, although it is a terrific medium for growing things, it does not have actually a, a lot of nitrogen in it. And I think some people kind of figure, oh, compost will will take care of all of the fertilizing needs. And uh, it doesn't necessarily. It's an important ingredient, and it certainly helps the plants. 
um, take up the nutrients from the soil and uh, the uh, the various different uh, additives that you put in, whether it's a, a green sand or azomite or lime or sea kelp or whatever you put in, uh, the whole range of fertilizers that you put into the soil. It's the, it's the medium, the, the, the compost uh, that um, helps to break down all those elements into a form that the roots can suck it up. Uh, basically, it's uh, uh, between the water and uh, the biological activity inside in the soil. It helps to make those uh, all the different uh, ingredients that you put in as fertilizer um, into a form that is readily uh, available in the root system. Because you're talking about microscopic stuff. You know, um, when I put in the sulfur and and all the other uh, different uh, elements into the soil, uh, obviously the plants can't do anything with it in that form. It has to gradually break down into the molecular level. So a molecule of um, of sulfur can be absorbed by the roots and brought up into. Uh, the plants, and it's this combination of a living soil uh, along with the elements available uh, that uh, makes for healthy plants, and that's why organic gardening is is uh, is uh, really the tops. It's really the best in terms of being able to grow absolutely wonderful vegetables with no chemical fertilizers and no chemical bug sprays and all that other stuff. So. Um, in, it's a, it is the, one of the, um, the basics of, of your, your garden soil. And, uh, I saw that it was, uh, really kind of, kind of cool. The piles, you know, they, they are hot, they're warm, and, uh, uh, I made the classic mistake, and I've made it before, and I made it again. Is I put some uh, manure on my garden, and even though it was old, right, it was also absolutely full of weed seeds. So this spring I had uh, uh, very beautiful empty beds, except for all the weed seeds that were coming up, and they were, uh, I mean, it was a carpet of green, literally a carpet of green, and. And uh, last week we we went through a few beds. Uh, the week before or two weeks before, I had planted uh, potatoes, but that uh, manure brought with it um, uh, just a, a, an ungodly number of of weed seeds. So um, it's much better uh, to compost that manure before you put it in. And I would say. Um, uh, composting has sort of uh, two different varieties of of, uh, of treatments. One, of course, is uh, like I have my compost bin. I just keep adding and adding and adding and adding till it's full, and then it sinks down a foot or two, and I keep adding on top of that. It never heats up to the 120, 140 degrees that you need to have to kill the weed seeds. So um there's lots of lots of seeds in that that compost um and then you have the compost by the professionals like this uh, grow compost uh, these plant these piles get hot um you can feel the heat when you stick your hand in there and uh, that's their whole purpose is to just keep those uh keep those 
piles uh, heated up and constantly decomposing the all the different food scraps and whatever else they put in it. They use things like bark because you have to have a balance between those food scraps, which are called the greens and the browns, which are your uh, things like straw and, and uh, well, things that are sort of brown and crispy, you know, um, stalks like uh, straw and, and uh, things like uh, sawdust and wood chips and uh, all of those things are, are the browns. So anyway, um, grow compost uh, is uh, is there to uh, they uh, to you can go and buy compost there, um, but also they deliver. Uh, it costs extra to deliver, but they have you can get a um, a yard or two or three uh, whatever, and it's uh, it's kind of cool. Um, so that was a, an interesting trip for me. I saw Roger there. I picked up some. Uh, some grub for uh, our late night uh, host here. <laughs> delicious, delicious. Thank you. There's still time. This big event with yeah. all the activities goes on until one o'clock. So if uh, it, haven't had lunch yet and uh, would like to uh, see what uh, Casella has done, uh, reviving what had been a family-owned yeah. operation, yeah. and it's so good that Casella is going to keep this going. Yeah. That was so uh, stop it. on by, get a yeah. slice of pizza. I can uh, tell you, it's good. There was a stack of pizzas there. I uh, there was a lot of them. So there's plenty of food there, that's for sure. But uh, and uh, and I saw uh, beards there. Anyway, um, grow compost. That was a lot of fun to go mm-hmm. to. And so uh, what I was thinking about was. Um, we should mention telephone numbers. This is open oh, yeah, for sure. topics of any kind relating okay. to gardening. Yes, yes. Give us a call. Anything relating to garden, of course. Right. Call and brag about your uh, your you know peas are ready to harvest. That'd be Oof. great. Two four four one seven seven seven, and you have to dial eight zero two on that, no matter where you are. And then there is a toll free, which is eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. Okay. And uh, so, um, uh, WDEV night, we're going to go to see the baseball. That's uh, right, the Mountaineers. Yeah, I look forward to it. It's great baseball. I mean, I I find myself calling, well, these kids are very talented, but I I have to say that (laughs) they're probably uh, a little more than kids. You know, they're they're, uh, quite the the players, and it's a lot of fun. And they have aspirations, and some of them will meet the – you know, the, their higher goals, which is wonderful. You get to see them early on. Yeah. Let's go yeah. right to our phone lines and oh, see yeah, who's great. there. Your first name in town? Oh, you know me. Hey, Nola. <laughs> tell you who I am. I just wanted Nola. to say hello. Hello. And, okay, I'm going to to bow my head in appreciation of raised beds. Oh. <laughs> because last year... Put raised beds up in our front garden. Yeah. That's where we started gardening back in the 1991, too. And um, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, and things are looking good. So far, so good. Yeah. But then there's the back garden, the great, big, huge back garden, <laughs> surrounded by beautiful, gorgeous forest full of balsams and uh, yeah. spruces and cherry trees and, oh, yeah. yes. So it's been a busy spring with the greenhouse, and yes, the grasshoppers have shown up, but in small numbers. Oh, good. So So you progress. Well, it's slow. The back garden is now, and I just want to make sure I'm 
is full of young poplar trees, mm-hmm. young cherry trees, dandelions, burdock, you name it, it's mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And if, if anybody came over and said, there's no garden here, <laughs> you'd believe them. So I want to start getting that garden back. And yeah, yeah. My plan was to just go with the wheelbarrow and a lot of energy and pull, 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 and then go back with that tiny tiller we bought for the greenhouse and till. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yep. Well, um, uh, if you're looking for other ideas or different ways to do it, is if you got a big black tarp, you can pull that and, you know, trample down what's there and put that over there for a week or so, uh, maybe even two weeks, and that will kill a lot of what's there and make it a lot easier to, to chop up. Um and uh, if you know me, I am always looking for an easier way to do things that are nasty jobs. So uh, that that works wonderfully well. Um, that's how I started my garden quite a few years ago. And we were just had lawn at that point, and we covered it with a couple of sheets of black plastic. Yeah, but what about all the critters living in there? Don't they get doused too? Uh, well, most of them go back into the ground. Uh, if you're worried about critters coming into and out of the ground, uh, other than that, uh, what kind of critters are you thinking about? I know there's snakes back there. I don't want to hurt them. There's frogs and toads. Um, you know, I don't want to hurt any of those animals. No, sure. I... We went to the beaver pond this morning. I'll hang up soon. Yeah. And the spring peepers are gone. But the wood frogs are out. Oh, good. And I have never been to a session of Congress. But you hear, yup. Nope. I don't know. And I thought, that's probably what it sounds like. That's probably just right what it <laughs> So, and we were also enchanted by the songs of a lovely black, um, yeah. Redwing blackbird. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So pretty well, much either douse them or pull them, but yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, I do want my back garden back. And I just yeah. Have to I don't blame you. It. I don't blame you one bit. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, my problem with the beds and the weeds was was uh, self inflicted. So <laughs> I can't well, I can't blame anybody but myself. But well, we're getting weeds there. Weeds are part of gardening, and yeah. maybe one of those weeds someday will save a life. Well, know? I mean, weeds are are simply a plant out of place. That's sort of God's garden, That's right. you know, Mother Nature's garden, I guess you could say. Some of us are weeds too. So <laughs> I, I've certainly done my weediness. I, I could qualify. So I say I wish you both a great day and everybody else. Thanks again, Noel. Appreciate the call. And I'm going to go pull some weeds. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's a good thing to be doing today in the garden for sure. (laughs) And um, there's, uh, of course, last week was uh, Memorial Day, the, the, the start of the garden season. And... Because that's when you can plant anything and everything, pretty much. Um, and uh, I think a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that actually wait a week after after that to plant seeds of your summer winter squash, summer squash, winter squash, your melons and all the rest, because it really does help the uh, to have that soil nice and warm when you first put the seeds in the ground. So. You, you know, um, my basic theme is that 
Um, Memorial Day is just one of the planting seasons. It's not the planting season. Um, by this time in the garden, uh, there really have been two or three seasons, right? When the, as soon as the soil can be worked, group of plant, uh, seeds can be put in the ground. And then, uh, come along in May when you can put in your cukes and your, all of your, uh, cabbage family plants. And then May 15th or so, you can put in your potatoes and, uh, get them going. So, and then there's Memorial Day when all those warm things get to, get to, uh, be planted. So you can see, <clears throat> Some plants actually benefit from planting a little bit later. Um, for instance, kale and kohlrabi actually like it when the days are getting shorter. So those you would plant sometime between uh, June 21st and July 1st. You know, that's the days are getting shorter. Mm-hmm. The same thing is true with Chinese cabbage and uh, 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 daikon radishes. Uh, even some peas and onion sets are good to plant as the days are going on. Nice to nice to know. Anne in Brookfield has a question <laughs> as we encourage our phone callers as well. Hey Anne, how are you today? I am fine and I just want to ask a question because yep. we had the garden plowed yep. and it's so fluffy yep. we can't even rake it off every time we step it just goes down in and I don't know what to do. We thought we'd have to rake it first or something. Uh huh. I don't know. What would you suggest? It goes down in yeah, because it's dry? Is that or yeah, is it because it's so wet? It just see it's dry. It's dry. And, and you, yeah, it's all fluffy. And, okay. Yeah. And so I just can't, uh, really work in it because yeah. you, you just track it and it goes down. So what you have, right, is you, you have a lot of silt in this soil. And that's very, very fine, 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 fine particles, right? Okay. And and what you what you want to do is this is where the soil additives come in. Okay. So the important thing is the peat moss and vermiculite and the compost. And it what what I recommend is do is doing the, the raised beds so that you're only putting the peat moss and vermiculite and the compost in places where you would be planting your plants. The rest of it you know, which would be the paths in between those beds can just stay that stuff. You just put a landscape cloth right down over the top of it, put some bark down on top of that to keep the landscape cloth down, and uh, and then just add that to the six inch in a box or twelve inch box or whatever you want to do. You know, the the that silty soil is is great garden soil, but it as you say. Um, there's a couple problems with it. It can pack really easily, quickly if it rains, and it doesn't necessarily uh, hold the water or put it, uh-huh. leave enough air in it. So what you want to do is, is um, I, I don't know if you're planning to use beds or not. If not, then you just have to, you know, add uh, add your peat moss, vermiculite, and compost to the whole whole. Uh, to the whole garden. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh my goodness. Yeah, well, I'll yeah. have to buy I'll have to buy bags of it then. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's um it's a you're getting a by bang, buying the bags of it, you're getting a jump start. More or less you can do this over time. You can uh 
you know, plant uh, green manures and turn that in, and that'll that'll add a lot of organic material and lighten up the uh, the soil so that it it's not so um, dusty, so to speak. Um, and uh, that would be my suggestion, anyway, is to to try the try the permanent boxes and. I usually do them four by four. I find that's really easy to walk around, and then I put a trellis on the back of each one of them. Oh, yeah. That way I can grow my cucumbers. They love to grow up a trellis. Uh, um, of course, your peas and your, um, all of your peas and your pole beans, your tomatoes, your tomatillas, mm-hmm. um, all of those things, even zucchini you can grow up on a trellis. So that saves you a ton of room. By, right. By doing that, and and on average, you can you can plant a, um, almost four times as much stuff in a in mm. in garden beds than you can just in oh, the open okay. fields. So, so and then the other advantage is that you're always walking on paths where there's no plants, and you're not compacting the soil around the roots. Right. Okay, so the vermiculite holds lots of moisture. I mean, just more than its own weight. It just mm-hmm. uh, holds a lot. And so th- that would be my suggestion is to, is to, to do that. And I okay. think you'll, you'll absolutely love that soil afterwards. Okay. Well, thank you very much because I'm really getting discouraged. Oh, don't get discouraged. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you <laughs> you're going to have a wonderful garden. I, I I'm sure right. of it. And, you know, this first year might be a little tough, but what you want to do is, is, uh, I just make the boxes and out of stud, two by six studs. And, uh, um, you know, if you can find some that's, that's used, you can use those. You can sure. use even, uh, um, if you can find, uh, pine boards, one by eights or something or one by mm-hmm. sixes. Those will work too. Basically, the box is really just to hold that, that good soil. Okay. okay. And so that you're always working in that one box to, mm-hmm. to, uh. Okay, well, fertilize. thank you. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, I want to hear from you again, Ann. I want to know how this goes for you. Uh, okay, thank you so much. All righty. Yeah, Anna. have a good day. Yeah, you too. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we have another caller. We got John in, John in Hyde Park. How are you, John? Hey, hi, I'm fine. Yourself? Oh, good. Good. Yeah, I got a question on daikon radishes, and I, sure. I know some of the answers because I know I did it wrong. <laughs> uh, because I, I uh, my son and I make uh, kimchi. Kimchi, oh yeah, absolutely. And he's been growing the daikon radishes. Uh-huh. He hasn't had very good luck. They're uh-huh. tiny. They're what? So What's they're happening? Really small. You know? Oh, oh. Yeah, only like three, four, three inches long. Oh, yeah. Huh. And so I said, well, I'll try to grow some this year. Not yeah. Not what I was doing. Yeah. I started some in the house and put them in. Yeah. And I've already had to cut them off because they've gone to seed. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, they were it's about three inches long now. And yeah. Well, so which variety are you are you, are you planting, John? They won't be ready for They'll be too too ripe for yeah. tea, right? Yep, yep. Well, do you know what variety of uh, daikon uh, radish? There's there's about a dozen different varieties. So no, I guess I don't know which variety. Okay. Um, well, the that big long daikon radish that we all love and and 
is is a um, is a specific variety. Okay, and uh, I don't plant my daikon radish until July first. I would say probably you probably are not going to get an awful lot out of it. Um, daikon radish uh, is susceptible to the uh, to uh, one little bore that uh, can bore in, and and although it doesn't spoil the root or anything like that, it, it's it looks unsightly, and so if you want to uh, prevent that, put a um, uh, put a hoop over it and some, uh, uh, you know, that uh, spun fiberglass uh, rim A or, or agarbor. It's, it's, um, and that will make a big difference in, in the quality of the radish that you get. Yeah. Okay. okay. And they're, they're actually, uh, uh, they, they like a rich soil, but it doesn't have to be high in nitrogen. But they they do like a nice rich uh, um, you know uh, fertilized soil, but not necessarily with a high nitrogen fertilizer. Yeah, they are planted in what I call your formula there. Oh, okay, yeah, good, good. And then how deep are your beds? That's well, a the, this happens to be one of my deepest beds. I've used an old sap tank, and it's, yeah, uh, it's got a and a half feet probably. Oh, oh, okay. All right. So you got the depth just fine. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, it's not a, a, an early uh, plant. You know, it does better w- once, uh, you know, once the days start getting shorter, which is uh, as much as we would like to think that's an awful thing for some plants like fennel and, and uh, daikon uh, and even the Chinese cabbage. Are you growing your Chinese cabbage too? No, I don't have Chinese cabbage. I just use the regular. You just use the regular, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, um, those things uh, do like it when the the you know in the latter half of the summer. So I never plant my daikon until uh, till July first, and we've you know we we have some beautiful uh, daikon, no question about it. Uh, I think the one the one I'm thinking is the summer cross. Yeah, I think that's the one, eight to ten inches. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the one, and it has a uh, Japanese name. It's sort of uh, maybe Minawase or oh, what's the name of that? Gosh, um, let me see here. The uh, you want to make sure there are daikon radishes that only grow uh, six inches. I mean that's what they do, and they're uh, they're for their fast growing, you know, and they're not necessarily ever going to get longer. They can be quite fat, you know. They should still be, you know, inch uh, and a half to two inches around. Uh, but uh, if you're getting the the little tiny ones, um, you know, I I wonder if maybe. I just wonder if maybe um, you've got, you're you've got the wrong radish. I think that yeah, might be it. Yeah. I know the top should be on them. Oh yeah. Well, then that sounds like it probably should be the right one. <laughs> but okay, they sure are uh, delicious. And with me when you said the name, you thought they the yeah bigger ones were yeah. Um, oh, this uh, the one that I I was looking at was the. Um, 
Uh, I'm just looking it up now. Let me see if I can find which one it is. Is it Wanacomb? No. Yeah, it could be. Uh, well, anyway, when you look in your catalog or on the seed pack, you'll see that it says very clearly that that it goes from eight to sixteen inches. I mean, they're they're huge, uh, yeah, huge yeah. ones. Yeah. I get my seed from high morning seed, so. I'll oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, what's your uh, what's your famous recipe for daikon uh, for kimchi? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We just use green and red cabbage and yeah. and onions and uh, ginger. Ginger. Oh, ginger. Okay. Radishes, uh, yeah. Well, the first time we, my wife and I, made uh, kimchi. I was watching uh, a YouTube, you know, a little Korean lady making it, and she had this bag of, um, of red pepper, you know, the, and uh, she poured, she put in a cup. I mean, it was a huge amount, and I'm gasping, thinking, oh, my gosh, if that's cayenne pepper, you know, if that's like cayenne pepper. I made mine the first year, and I had like a, a teaspoon of it, and it was plenty hot. And I'm thinking that I'm going to, that would die if I had that. So my wife went to a, a, a little Korean shop over in, in uh, Burlington, and uh, she found the Korean red pepper that is mildly hot, and you can put it in by the cupful. And that's what, you know, when you buy it at the store, you, you it has that sort of reddish color to it, and, you you know, you it looks like hot pepper or cayenne pepper, but it's uh, it's actually this uh, specific Korean pepper, which is much, much milder than, than the, uh, the cayenne pepper. So it's something you really can live with, and... And that that was really terrific. And then she took a class over, and one of the co-ops there had a class on making kimchi, and um, we got pretty good at it. We really love it. So good for you. I'm glad you're making it. And uh, try that. This one is called the Summer Cross, the the one that I was looking at. And if you notice, it's really not a long. It doesn't take a long time to grow. It's only like 50 days. So. Uh, you know, by the end of, um, by the end of, uh, August, uh, they should be just about fully growing. And they'll, they'll stay, you know, pretty good in the ground for quite a long time, for a few weeks anyway, so that you have time for your, for your cabbages to catch up and make sure you have the cabbage and your carrots and your garlic and all that. You should easily have had your garlic by then. Um, so yeah, what, what a, what a wonderful thing to make. It's, uh, we, we absolutely enjoy it. We were kind of pleased that one time we had a friend that had some Korean relatives come. Mm-hmm. Said, yeah. I get some of that. Yeah. To kimchi, uh, from you. Uh. Served my, cause they eat it all the time. Oh yeah. Yep. So she did. And, Reported back that they thought it was some of the best they ever had. Isn't that something? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I gave it to one of my customers whose uh, whose uh, nephew was a um, um, was Korean. Her his dad was Korean, and and they like like you say they have uh, the kimchi with almost every uh, every dinner anyway, every meal. 
Um, they say every meal, and I, I, I kind of think, well, gee, kimchi with breakfast? Well, I guess why not? You know, have we scrambled eggs? But anyway, <laughs> and he was saying, hey, that was really good kimchi, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's fun to make, and it's, uh, it's sort of like making sauerkraut. I don't know if you ever made that, but. Yeah, no, I haven't made sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know how it goes. I'm really interested because uh, daikon should be pretty much a sure thing, and and what you're getting doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Um, so try make sure you have that right, and try planting a little bit later. Hold off until uh, July 1st, and I think you'll have better luck with it at that point. Okay, and I want to give kudos to Doug Black too because that's my son took lessons from him. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, great. That's all I have. All right. Let us know how it goes. And I guess it's break time, huh? Yep. Dandelion Acres is a beautiful garden center in central Vermont where you can find gorgeous flowering hanging baskets, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. They also have an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes and can also offer helpful advice to make your growing season a success. There's pottery, garden furniture, statuary, and decor from the whimsical to the sublime. Dandelion Acres Garden Center is in Bethel, Vermont. Go to dandelionacres.com for current operating hours and COVID caveats. Well, I found this a uh, this praise for, if I pronounce it right, Mia Shigi or Mia Shigi daikon radish. Yep, yep, that's yep. the one I was thinking of. Okay, yep, <laughs> Mia Shigi, and what the what this lady writes, uh-huh. perfect for kimchi, stir uh-huh. fries, pickles, uh-huh. and salads. Yep, we crave these crisp and juicy white roots, <laughs> and love their lime green shoulders. Yep. Long and narrow like deliciously living icicles. <laughs> Miyashigi often grows 16 inches long in rich, loose soil. Makes okay. me hungry. Oh, can I, I'll, I'll, spell that, I'll spell that for everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. I turned your microphone off instead of mine. Here we go. Mine is off now, mercifully. <laughs> Miyashigi. It's M-I-Y-A-S-H-I-G-E. Okay. Miyashigi. Nice job. I, I was sitting there thinking, how the heck do you say that? Miyashigi. And that's probably why I couldn't remember it, because <laughs> I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> but the Summer Cross, no problem there. And I know that's also a very good, uh, a very good, uh, uh, form of the, the nice long 10, 8 to 10 they inch. They look roots. delicious. A picture here I found. I mean, this is not my expertise. I found this yeah. online. This lady is like a poet describing her vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was telling my wife about the show today, and, and I was sort of going through, uh, you know, the seasons of um, uh, planting seasons, you know, and I, I said, uh, by the time I'm done, I'm, I'm counting five, you know, growing seasons, you know, it's, uh, uh, th- 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 not just a growing season from Memorial Day to, to Labor Day, you know, we, we have the early season, which is the as soon as, you know, the soil can be worked. That's the very first one I've talked about before. That's the first growing season. And then the, the second one is the, you know, the potatoes in May with all the cabbages and all that other stuff. And then the the third one is the, well, the Memorial Day. That's when all the hot stuff comes. And then, then you've got that growing season, like I was just talking about, with the July 1st. You know, that's where you can plant your, you know, mushigi. <laughs> Miyashigi. Miyashigi. 
Me a shiggy, you a shiggy, we all shiggy. I'm going to give you the radish for that one, buddy. I think I've had the radish. <laughs> so uh, that's the, uh, let's see, what are we up to? Oh, that's the fourth growing season. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the fourth, yeah, third, the fourth one, and then the 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 fifth growing season would be the things that you plant in August for for fall you know that are you know things like um uh, uh the the different greens the spinaches and the leaf lettuces you can plant again and again your your little radishes and all those other things they like that fall weather the little bit of coolness and and the still the very nice warm days and all that other stuff great for romaine lettuce and iceberg but you can plant some of the tatsoys and your turnips and and spinaches and oh and the pak choy pak choy is really great that's like a, I don't know. Some people call it a Chinese cell lettuce. You know, it's a, it looks like a, a celery stalk in a way, but it's sweet and crisp. And, and, and then you have that, that next season when you can plant, uh, uh, you know, all of your late stuff, you know, the very latest, which is, you know, your, your garlics and your shallots. And actually this is a fall planted for spring, you know. The garlic and shallots and, and I just say plant all the spinach you can find in, in, in the, in the, the last thing between October 1st and November 15th. So each one of those is sort of like a growing season all of its own. There's no reason to just see it as, you know, the frost free days because there's all kinds of things that really like the cooler weather and like to grow. And thank goodness, you know, when, when the, the first, uh, snow Snowflake, uh, um, you know, melts or the last snowflake melts, you know, something's got to grow. So anyway, um, uh, I was up to five or so different seasons. And, of course, my wife looked at me and said, why would anybody want to do that much work? <laughs> I said, well, because they like eating the stuff of the garden, you know. Well, I just, I'm not sure. That just seems like a lot of work. Well, I had to point out the fact that when I'm in the garden, working in the garden, right, she's in the flowers and uh, uh, taking care of the flowers. So, you know, she loves those flowers, and uh, that's, that is what feeds her fancy. And for me, it's fresh vegetables out of the garden anyway. So, um Joel, do we have a call, or was that just a, a question? <laughs> Me just stumbling over the equipment here. <laughs> no, I, we actually have Rich in Starksboro. Oh, so Rich. Is so hey, let me just, buddy. Let me just put this Rich in, <laughs> and there we go with Rich. Hey, Rich, are you growing Mishagi <laughs> daikon radishes? <laughs> Not hearing you, too. You can hear me oh, all right? No. I hear you now, yeah. Okay, good, yeah. good. I, I was uh, wondering about, uh, you, you talked about peas at the early part of your program. Yeah. And uh, we've got peas, our peas are probably six inches high right now. Okay. And from the time they were like one inch high to, yeah. to now, yeah. there's some kind of critter chewing them off. I was wondering if you oh. might know what the candidate might be for that. Well, I, it could very possibly be slugs. And uh, so try the sluggo first. To see if that doesn't, uh, um, they, they can decimate, uh, those early greens because they're tender enough for them to, to chow down on. Um, 
of course. If it's slugs, they're, eat, they're eating up the whole thing. Would that be right? They're, yeah. Because yeah. it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, of course, your second culprit it would be the chipmunks. You know, the chipmunks, absolutely. Or the squirrels, whichever one you have in your area. Probably both. Both, yeah. yeah that, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, you know, you can, you can discourage them. Just by putting a piece of um, hardware cloth, something, just sort of fold it over top to bottom and put something in the end. That'll discourage mm-hmm. them quite a bit. Um, you can spray around them some of those. You know, basically what you're trying to do is get them over the hump. You, there's nothing right. there. It doesn't need to be a permanent uh uh, situation because once they get up to a certain height, they're going to leave them alone. So they've been growing back, okay? Uh, no. Or are you replanting? No, I don't think so. Uh, well, I'm going to replant. This is—I yeah. believe this is not the first year we run into it. And yeah. So I think it's been no well, I think it is chipmunks or, or squirrels. And, yeah. The and, uh, the yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other option is uh, what I've recommended for people who have problems with germination. Not not this kind of a problem, but is to go ahead and uh, get a, a flat of seventy-two cells or. Uh, you know, one of, one of those flats that has a lot of cells in it. And, uh, plant your, your peas in there and transplant them. Uh, they actually transplant real well. Uh, there's the, as much as the, you know, the cardinal, you know, the cardinal rule is to plant your peas in the soil and not do transplants. I find that they transplant very well. And that was okay. something that I learned from Meryl Laglaire, who has a, had a truck farm up in, uh, East Callis and um, and I've tried it quite a few times when I was uh, um, you know when I, I was having problems getting them to to germinate right. Sometimes I get two at one end and three in the middle and uh, two at the other end, and I wouldn't get a nice you know solid uh, germination. So the um, just by uh, planting the seeds in there and. Um, Transplant them out when they're six feet, inches tall. Then okay. you, you you get yourself over the hump, so they're sure. less likely to. So yeah. give that I, a I, shot. I've, I've got a raised bed question. Uh huh. Um, I've had mine in since 2016. Yeah. And I used hemlock, which I think is a little bit longer lasting than spruce. Sure. But I was looking at the inside. There is some rot uh, yep. showing up underneath the soil inside. Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, one of the things I do is I scrape off all the mushrooms when I see them on the outside. <laughs> I, don't that, I don't know if that helps, but uh, anyway. Well, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and your question but, uh, was? Well, when I when it comes time to replace it, yeah. what, is your, what is the procedure you use? What I'm thinking is shovel everything out, put it in, a, in probably a couple, three wheelbarrows or something, and then... No. Uh, put the new box, get the old box out, put the new in, refill it. How do you go about it? Um, and our miner almost yeah. nine inches. Nine inches tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, what I do is, um, I just, uh, roughly pull the, pull the soil off of the board and pile it up in the middle of the bed. And then, uh, pull that box up. Because it's all screwed together, still it probably fall apart as you're pulling it up, and right. and then just set the other one down and kind of level it up if it's a little high on one corner or, or another if the soil kind of drifted back down in, 
And that's all I do. Sometimes they might end up. What's that? Your method seems very obvious, but I'm not sure I would have thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, just pile the stuff up in the middle, and I think you'll find that that works pretty well. Now, (laughs) I I just (laughs) just a little encouragement is that what's happening in Terrorbox is absolutely wonderful. I mean, it's the the miracle of life, the the mycelium in the soil. That means you're that's that uh, sort of white looking stuff, the roots, you know, the Mycelium, uh, that is, um, that's an indicator that you have a healthy soil. And that's very important uh, for the uptake, uh, for the plants, for the uptake of different minerals. Because the, the myceliums, uh, you know, actually uh, communicate with the roots of your plants. And they, they are, uh, it's part of a symbiotic relationship between them. You know, one, one provides, uh, um, uh, carbon and starches for the mycelium and the side mycelium, you know, provides, uh, some of the, uh, the minerals and stuff that, that the plants pick up from the roots. And it's really, it's just a, it's a, f- just a fascinating story really of, of how, of how all those root systems work together. And it's, uh, uh, so, you know, this is an indicator that your soils is, is healthy. And, um, uh, and because you have that wood there, the mycelium just absolutely loves those high carb, you know, um, uh, sources like wood and they, they'll dig in and, and, uh, so I say let it rot and thank God because, uh, you know, it means you have a living soil. Okay, well, I, I thank you very much. And, uh, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we planted some daikon radishes about two weeks ago. And <laughs> of course, on here in your show, we're gonna we're gonna get some more seeds out on, on, <laughs> on July first. Yeah. So, uh, what are you making with your daikon radish? What are you making? We just like to uh, thin slice them with a you know like a you know a thin slicer. Yeah, yeah. And throw them in a salad. Oh yeah, yeah. They are good, For fresh, right aren't now. they? Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. very versatile, yeah. and uh, you can you can even you can pickle them. You can do so many things with them. They're just absolutely great. But and good luck. You know, you you might be growing an eighteen inch daikon. Who knows? But uh, if you find you have, uh, they're a little smaller than you like. Uh, um, well, just for good measure, put a few more in in, in uh, July and and watch them grow. They're just fantastic. Yeah. Okay, and you can they'll you can leave them right in after the frost, right? Or you can put them in not, after the frost? No, no, leave them in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll take a light frost, but I, I usually, usually by that time, if you plant them July, uh, first, they're f- usually a 50 day, uh, 60 day right in there. They'll be at full size by the time, uh, the end of September when your first frost comes. And okay. so you can, I usually pull them before that because we pull that and the, the Chinese cabbage and the carrots and, we get that all together, and I've already harvested the garlic, and I usually try to have some tatsoi for the kimchi. And, uh, yeah. good. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Peter. Poor Droll, he's drooling over there. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm hungry again after all that nice pizza Thank from Thank you, too, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, take care, Rich. Call again. You, too. Yep, yep. Bye-bye. Yep. 
Well, we have our Ray. Rhodes Scholar Emeritus on oh, the line. Uh, hey, Ray. Ray, Ray from Berlin. <laughs> hey, how you doing, gang? Good. How about yourself? Well, I tell you, I, every morning I listen to Lee, and he comes on with your promo for your show. Yeah. You know, and his last thing is, tell me, how does your garden grow? <laughs> and I don't know about you, but not everybody's a successful green thumb. So my answer <laughs> is, it's full of weeds. Yeah. This little burdocks all in a row. <laughs> so if you've had that luck, listen to this show. Maybe you'll get some ideas. Here. <laughs> Great show, guys. We love it. See you later. <laughs> well, thanks for the call, Ray. <laughs> yes, uh, oh, Mary, Mary. Quite contrary, huh? Well, I always, I always say that one of these days I'm gonna, one of these years I'm gonna plant nothing but weeds, uh-huh. and then watch all the tomatoes Absolutely. and everything grow. Because every yeah. year I plant yeah. tomatoes and peas, and, and you watch uh, weeds grow. And all I get is weeds. So yeah, well you're, you're gonna have to, you know, go up to see your brother for a little while and well, find he, out how you use those containers. Well, he did send me this year from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come beautifully in the mail. And of course, we always favor going locally, but he is exclusively into very rare German, uh, mostly, uh, originally originating in Germany, uh, because of our, our heritage, our yeah. family heritage, yeah. uh, Germany and Czechoslovakia heritage tomatoes. So he's uh, located yeah. these plants and some places send them and then he sends me a big box of them. Oh, and fantastic. they come beautifully. So uh, I'm putting them in there. They're very strange. Some of them, they're striped. <laughs> they're odd shaped. They look like eggs or plums yeah, or yeah, yeah. whatever. And, uh, but they're wonderful. And of course he has a much greater appreciation because he yeah. remembers our grand, our grandmother and Great grandmother talking about mm-hmm. these things, and uh, but well, what would they make with tomatoes? I mean, uh, I am you know I'm not the one to ask. I plant <laughs> them and I slice them up and throw them in the salad. But I'm very, uh, but he's very generous in sending them to <laughs> that's me. Yeah. A, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that's very nice. I like that. And and you say he does does all these plantings in containers. Everyone, you wouldn't believe the amazing. size of his deck. It's Ask there. him to send you a picture so oh, we can yeah, see I could, this. Actually, next time I'm down, I could take a picture. But I could, yeah, yeah. I'll ask him and I'll uh, yeah, send him. We'll, uh, I'll share that with you. You tell him that you, you know you're going to tell everybody this is my garden. <laughs> you want bragging rights? Well, he's in the he's on a huge hill way yeah. up in the Catskills. Uh-huh. You know, there's yeah. absolutely nothing that you can grow on the ground around him. It's almost like a cliff yeah. in, in, in several directions and um, then up a cliff in another direction. Yeah. And he's got this chalet kind of place that uh, uh-huh. that's built there. And the deck, uh, you know, you could you could play you could play tennis on the deck that, that right? way if you didn't have all the planters there. I guess if you don't have any yard space, you have to make it, don't yeah, you? <laughs> exactly, and and of course he's always had a he's always had the green thumb and doing that. He's the gardener uh-huh. of the family. I mean, I, I I've had some pretty good gardens and everything, but yeah. since I developed this fondness for the critters out there. By the way, <laughs> I talked about the huge rabbits that yeah, are out there. There yeah. must be some slightly different species. Well, the smaller rabbits are also out there now. Oh, I've noticed them. Yeah. And both the big rabbits mm-hmm. have baby big rabbits. Uh-huh. And the little rabbits have baby little rabbits. Yeah. And there are just tons of rabbits out there. You, yeah. If you were a, a, vi- a pea vine, <laughs> you would not have a chance, a snowball's chance in that, <laughs> that hot place, you know. So the, the, you have hares and cottontails. That's exactly you, right. Yeah, I believe, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And God knows what else is crawling around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, usually I send the dog and cat out to go chase things, but they come running back in. I'm not going out there. <laughs> it's dangerous out yeah. there. There's rabbits this big. <laughs> and there, yeah, and there are foxes and, and everything out there. You know, they know it's, they know it's safe in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. So where where were we anyway? Oh my gosh. We, we should take a break. <laughs> okay, let's we, do that. And the lines are open. We'll have time for a call or two if we're quick. But uh, we do want to thank the fine people that make this program Absolutely. possible here on WDEV. We'll see you later. See you yeah. on the other side. Here. Yeah, celebrating 90 years serving the community. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, Hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. And a reminder, you can listen to In the Garden anytime. Go to WDEVradio.com to access the In the Garden podcast, sponsored by Dandelion Acres in Bethel, where you can find an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes. Check out their website, dandelionacres.com. Well, we've got just a couple of minutes with final thoughts, etc., etc. <laughs> Peter Burke. <laughs> yes, so the theme today was the garden seasons are many, mm-hmm. not just one season from uh, from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Um, so uh, expand your garden and enjoy those early crops because sometimes and those late crops those are sometimes those are the the best ones of the year. And you'll um, plus your timing and things better if you're planting a little bit later than you harvest a little later and then you they go right into storage your carrots and all the other things that you have. So. Enjoy all of the garden seasons, and we will see you next week. We do have a show uh, next week. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Red Sox have kindly let us uh, have another show. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in good shape there. And, and uh, I will see you Wednesday night, uh, if possible. And my that- wife and I are going to the uh, the WDEV night at the. Uh, it's, it's, the Mountaineers, Mountaineers, yeah. Mountaineers, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this, uh, people listening want to meet Peter and uh, the rest <laughs> of the WDEV crew. Uh, it is WDEV night at the Mountaineers of Montpelier. The uh, Mountaineers versus the Martha's Vineyards Sharks. There Mountaineers versus Sharks. Uh-huh. It's a NECBL Coastal versus North Division battle. So it's a, a key game. Game time is 6.30 at the field. Come out and meet the staff from WDEV. And while you're there, uh, we will register you if you'd like to win tickets, free tickets, to WDEV night at Thunder Road on Thursday, July 28th. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So we hope to see everybody there Absolutely. Wednesday night. And, Peter, I'll see you next week. I'll see you in the garden. In the, well, of course, I'll see you Wednesday <laughs> in the garden. Yes, indeed. That's, yes, indeed. Where are we? Oh, there. there's John Denver. There we go. <laughs> inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. 
All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. In the Garden today has been brought to you by the Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Poly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington. One call does it all. Montpelier Agway, your locally owned Montpelier Agway, East Montpelier Road. By Menards, family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester, right up there across from the Spanked Puppy. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972 at Clausen's. V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, house plants, potting supplies, everything right there in Waitsfield. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Go to sticksandstuff.com for their many lo- store locations and the hours of operation. By PR Lumber, Route 15 in Walcott, providing family milled lumber for all your projects, including those raised beds. Check them out on Facebook, PR Lumber. Guy's Farm and Yard, with four locations. To serve you, including in Williston, my neck of the woods, where they have the loveliest cat that greets you as you come in. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guysfarmandyard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. They're online at dandelionacres.com. Be sure to join us next Saturday. How quickly we forget. Uh, Next Saturday at 1230 during the noon hour. Here on WDEV for Peter Burke in the garden.